Good afternoon, my fellow Sith brothers and sisters, purebloods, cultists, rebel scum on the run. Most importantly, my fellow Star Wars fans. I hope everybody's hanging in there this week. Survived another busy, hellacious week, of course. So wanted to start off with, I always like talking about purchases, tattoos, anything cool going on. Um, so I did reach out to my tattoo artist about touching up uh, the last couple of tattoos that he's done. Got He used the same one that did the big Kylo piece, the Thai silencer, and the Savage Mall one. So like to focus on touching up what I have more or less before I look at getting something else. I mean, I've got a lot of ideas, but nothing kind of pressing really at this moment. So nothing too much to report on the tattoo front. Uh, am seriously looking at and considering Awesome Con in DC the beginning of June, third, uh, third through 5th. Uh, Anthony Daniels, C-3PO himself is going to be there. That's kind of the main driver for me. I know they've released the prices, but probably just going to worry about after learning my uh, experience at GalaxyCon last month. We're just going to go straight to the table at this point. Um, but Anthony Daniels, of course, is uh, like to get hit, like to get a picture with him in my C-3PO tattoo. Plus, uh, Moff Gideon himself, John Carlo Esposito, is going to be there again. Did have another item I'd like to try and get him to sign, so I suppose one more interaction went hurt. Did finally get my some of the really good photos printed out from GalaxyCon last month, but I'm kind of trying to figure out, would like to do some kind of a collage or memory board frame with the pictures and my wristband from Galaxy Con. So just got to do quite a bit of cleaning and condensing. It's just got a, got quite a few things that already need to be hung up. So with the pictures, uh, more coming to that. Um, the purchases I made for this past week. So I did manage to get my hands on and I believe they should be arriving today. The two trade paperbacks to help me finish the rest of the Vector series that popped up in the middle of Knights of the Old Republic. Involving uh, Celeste Morn and the Murtalisman that got locked away in an Ubalet on Jebel. And let's see. Oh, I did also acquire... Epic Collection Old Republic number four, which now I successfully have the rest of the Old Republic comics. So inside the omnibus that I am hopefully finishing this week is Knights of the Old Republic zero through 50 and uh, War, Knights of the Old Republic War. Epic Collection number four thankfully has the other issues or the other series uh, in the Old Republic that I need versus me trying to track down multiple omnibuses. Why, why would I do that? You just 
spend the 30, 40 bucks and get the Epic collection. It's all in one book, easy peasy. So the Epic collection has Blood of the Empire, Thread of Peace, Lost Sons, and the Sith, uh, Sith Spiral, Lost Tribe of the Sith, Sith Spiral. So that covers 36.78 BBY through 29.74 BBY. Once I clear the Epic Collection, I can go into the Knight Errant series, which there are a couple of those and the book. Then finally, thank God, <laughs> only took me a year and a half to get here, but I finally get to jump into the first Bane book, Path of Destruction, which takes place 1006 BBY. So. Hopefully, next couple of months, I'll be able to start that. So, anyways, that is all of the immediate purchases that I've made this week. I know I've been eyeballing, which I haven't pulled the trigger on. I did find a Cybernetic Legs mall figure, which if I can't find Spider Legs or I don't want to spend the money on the Sideshow statue... They do have the cool, bigger cybernetic legs that was in the Return of Darth Maul battle pack that was a Target exclusive. So the Savage that I bought a couple weeks ago, turns out that's the same Savage in the same battle pack. This battle pack has the cool cybernetic legs Maul and Mother Talzin, which not really hard pressed to get a mother Talzin figure but I do want to go after um, just because it's the cooler cybernetic legs so eyeballing one that's fairly decent priced but at this point if I if I find if if uh, price on him jumps uh, somewhere near the $40 price range then at this point I probably should have spent the 80 90 dollars for the battle pack so hopefully if I can keep him at the right price I'll be able to uh get a cooler mall. So I'm going to go ahead and rearrange to get a setup for some Bad Batch review. Going to go over three episodes this week, finally, as promised. So sit tight. Hey guys, so coming back with some Bad Batch review, looking at episodes seven, eight, and nine this week, got a little carried away. Uh, because had a few familiar faces pop up in the episodes I'm going to be going over today, plus uh, trying to see if I can group them in with three, because hopefully by the end of this week I should have the SWOTOR omnibus finished, or at least the main body of uh, the Knights of the Old Republic, the 51 issues, so that way I can start that with you guys. So. Nevertheless, jumping right in here with episode 7 titled Battle Scars. Uh, Clone Force 99, the ship that they're riding around on, the hyperdrive is offline, and they've intercepted what is being called a pet lizard, which Omega has apparently named it Ruby. The, uh... Um... One of them, let's see, Wrecker, (laughs) 
Wrecker, it kind of attacks Wrecker there for a second, which is pretty funny. But when they finally land um, at Sid's Cantina, Wrecker and Omega ask to go away for a little bit. Something about not breaking tradition. And Sid has a discussion with Hunter about payment. Hunter pointing out that they've obviously been underpaid. This is not what they agreed. However, Sid points out that apparently they've racked up a debt and a firefight breaks out in Sid's cantina, which creates quite a bit of attention. We have a, um, what I would somewhat call a Luke Skywalker Mandalorian-esque entrance, someone in a cloaked hood. You can't really see who it is. I will admit, initially I thought maybe somehow Fennec had caught up with them, but it's not her. Uh, Turns out actually to be familiar face number one, Rex himself. And they have a little bit of a reunion inside the cantina. Of course, Sid's a little like, you know, hey, this isn't a little uh, clone hangout spot, so she's a little miffed here. But anyways... Apparently, the records show that Rex was killed in action. However, he's been maintaining a low profile since Order 66. Trace and Rafa, the two that they caught up with looking after the tactical droid, turns out that, I guess, Rex was the ones who employed Trace and Rafa to go after the tactical droid head because he mentions that Trace and Rafa said that clones helped him on Corellia, which led him to where they're at here. So he asks them, obviously, who this kid they're traveling with is. And uh, it's pointed out that this little girl that's with them, Omega, is a clone just like us. Omega comes in and has a sweet little meeting with Rex, which she automatically looks at him in the face and recognizes him as a Generation 1 clone because of the lines on his face. Wrecker, who is also here, has been complaining quite a bit lately of headaches, which seem to be happening very frequently, which this puts Rex immediately on edge And Rex is very taken back by this because he obviously recognizes the warning signs. And he's like, you're telling me you haven't removed your inhibitor chips yet. And he just, he basically gives them, you know, the harsh truth here. He's like, you're all ticking time bombs. This inhibitor chip is not something that you can control and that you're a threat even to her, Omega. So... He ends up saying that he's going to, he'll be in touch with them once he finds out how to remove them. And then we cut back to Clone Force 99 agreeing to meet Rex on this place called Braca. Tech is apparently working on a chip scanner, which does a brain scanner for cellular anomalies. And there is some concern amongst the crew as to whether or not they can trust Rex or not. And I'll even admit myself, 
I'm not going to lie, just because I'm a Sith, this is how my mind works. I really honestly thought Rex was going to sell them out to Fennec or somebody else. Knowing exactly what Rex is capable of, you know, he's got quite, he's got a past. So, let's see. They land on Bracca, which happens to be a junk planet. There's debris from the Empire all over the place. Uh, Rex is telling them that apparently the Scrappers Guild controls the planet and that they need to keep out an eye of the patrols uh, going around. They end up going towards a Venator-class Jedi cruiser that's on the ground. Let's see. Fives tried to warn me about the chips, but I didn't understand at the time. He's talking about uh, before Order 66. Clone Force 99 found out about the chips from Omega, which this seems to surprise Rex. He points out to them about staying above the waterline because they notice a creature moving around in the water that's down deep within the ruins. Uh, and they need to make their way over to the medical bay, which happens to be on the other end of the ship. Becker, of course, being the larger of the crew, ends up falling or dangling just above the waterline as, I guess, his weight could not be carried over by the wire or zip line that they were trying to cross over this really large gap. The creature in the water makes a grab for him, trying to pull him down into the water. He struggles with it. Come to find out that this creature is a Dianoga, which is a creature we are somewhat familiar with in the universe. Squid-like looking thing. It's crossed between a squid and a raptor. Uh, not a raptor. Um, Sarlacc, because it's got like a similar face and teeth like one, but it also has squid arms, so it's not the same trash compactor monster that they fought with. Uh, At least I don't think it is. Um, They pull him up after he goes underwater briefly. Echo, they make it to the medical bay and he calibrates a surgical pod. Wrecker goes in for the scan first. Wrecker at this point is in a lot of duress. And this seems to concern Omega just looking at him in the face. So she points out, she's like, just because the surgery worked for Rex doesn't mean that this is safe what they're doing. She said this is very dangerous. However, Hunter agrees that this is worth the risk at this point. Wrecker's getting even more and more agitated. And obviously it comes, starts to boil over here. And Hunter quickly realizing this situation is escalating to a point of no return. Uh, Need to speed this up. Rex attacked a Jedi on collar. Wrecker starts going ballistic at this point. Uh, He attacks. I believe he attacks Tech first. Throws him up against the wall. Calls them all. You're all traitors. You're in direct violation of Order 66. When he starts turning his attention towards Hunter, Hunter manages to knock his helmet off. However, to distract him from further harming Hunter, Omega shoots at Wrecker to distract him. 
And Wrecker obviously takes the bait going after Omega. She runs and hides. And then he ends up finding her. And says to her, conspiring with traitors makes you guilty of treason. She's trying to talk sense to him at this point. She's she's telling him that she's got a uh, blaster in her hand. She doesn't want to hurt him, but she's trying to warn him and warn him. Uh, he manages to disarm disarm her, turns around, points the weapon at her. However, last minute save from Rex. Rex manages to stun Wrecker from behind. Just as he is literally getting ready to pull the trigger on Omega. Unsure exactly how long this entire procedure is going to take. His vitals, obviously the surgery is complete, but his vitals have not stabilized. So they tell Omega, you know what, let's let's pull you away here. But Omega obviously having formed a very strong connection with Wrecker, she refuses to leave his side and says that she's going to stay here until she wakes. Wrecker wakes up and recognizes Omega, of course, so one chip down, three to go. Tech is apparently next, or we see him lining up for it. I don't know if they've actually removed the other ones yet at this point. All I know is, is Tech went after Wrecker at this point in time. We don't actually see in the episode, we don't see, or at least I don't believe we see Echo and Hunter go through it. We only see, obviously, Wrecker and then Tech basically getting ready to go in after him. So, a little bit of a gap there. Wrecker goes over to Omega and apologizes for everything. This, is, this moment was really touching, and I'm not a big um, clone trooper synthes- synthesizer, Jesus Christ, sympathizer. <laughs> However, this moment between Wrecker and Omega actually was quite touching. Wrecker going over to apologize for Omega because, and Omega obviously realizing and pointing out to him, it's okay, you didn't know what you were doing. So she offers him the snack that they ran off for at the beginning of the episode. She offers him a handful of snacks. Uh, And so they're off in the background giggling. Rex standing outside the ship gets word on his next mission and, and tries to encourage Hunter to take his team to join them, how they'd be a very valuable asset. However, he's like, Omega really needs us and our mission has, has, has changed at this point. And I need to I I need to do what's best for my squad. So Rex kind of makes him a promise before he walks away. Hey, let me know when you land. We see Rex go down the ramp at this point. It's it's late evening here. And then we see one of the Scrappers Guild patrol ships, two of them on there, uh, looking at and Hunter standing at the top of the platform there. Uh, and radio's over, intruders confirm, notify the Empire. And this, of course, is after Rex apparently leaves. That ends episode 7, going into episode 8, titled Reunion. 
we start out on Camino Crosshair and his crew land and he interrupts Admiral Rampart pointing out that apparently the surveillance on Braca has detected uh detected some movement out of one of the Jedi fallen Jedi cruisers here and Admiral Rampart obviously not taking this very seriously it's like oh send a send a patrol scout or whatever but Crosshair quickly pulls up that this is Clone Force 99 that they're dealing with, that you're going to need more than scouts on this. He basically, as the Prime Minister of Kamino standing there pleading for them to be returned alive, he tells Crosshair, you know what, they're of no importance to me. Go ahead and terminate them. So you kind of see a little bit of a uh, little bit of given tug between the Empire and Kamino, because obviously up until this point in the series, Kamino's stance on these clones are very clear. They realize that their role in this war and this continuing conflict, that these clones are vital to their livelihood, to their economy, to to everything. So Obviously, they're going to do or try to plead as best they can, no matter what they've done. Hey, if you can return them in one piece, please. So we see Wrecker showing Omega how to disassemble a thermal explosive. And he puts her on a hot test and activates what she thinks is a real one to disarm it. He starts count very slowly counting down from 10. She panics, she's nervous, she obviously doesn't know what to do. She clips a wire or two and she's just really not sure. However, Wrecker's yelling at her to move. Turns out it's her smoke bomb, not a real explosive. He says something about he's uh, he's not psycho. Um, so they're kind of sitting there joking around a little bit. However, Echo points out as they're walking away from this little training bit, that they're obviously being watched by at least three people. Wrecker ends up going in pursuit. and uh, He has a hand on the Scrapper Guild little cart ship thing, whatever it is that they've got. And he ends up losing his grip and falls to the ground. However, um, the drivers of the Scrapper's Guild patrol thing, whatever the hell it's called. He ends up getting stunned. Hunter points out that there's a lot of money to be made here on this ship. Obviously, the money and all of the Imperial equipment and weaponry that's not been fully unloaded from these ships would more than clear their debt with Sid that uh, they should grab what they need and hopefully be gone before the Scrapper's Guild that they knocked, that they stunned unconscious, hopefully be gone before these guys wake back up. Power turning back on in the ship startles them at first. Wrecker very excited to see a bunch of proton torpedoes. Omega jokingly asks Wrecker, hey, can you show me how to arm those? And he's like, yeah, no, these are mine. Tech ends up calling Omega to the bridge. 
needs her help with copying the master drive. She ends up looking out the window and asks him what the war what the war was like. However, a uh, proximity sensor blinking ends up alerting her, and they realize that obviously companies coming that the Empire has made it here. We go towards Camino and the Prime Minister of Camino having a discussion with, and I sincerely do not remember her name, but the female Kaminoan who was in charge of Omega at the beginning of the series, really do not remember her name. Wanting to say it started with an S. I really don't remember. But the Prime Minister of Kamino is having a discussion with her about hopefully one of these bounty hunters brings back the young clone intact. Bracca, what's going on on Bracca is threatening their plans. She obviously looks very slightly worried about this. Tech ends up hacking into the Imperial comms to monitor their movements. And once he gets into the comm system, he hears talk about pushing them to the hangar. So they have to obviously change their route at this point. Tech comes up with plans to reroute the power to the cannons to collapse the ship down on top of everybody. Suddenly, they come face to face with Crosshair. And Omega starts, uh, they start discussion again about the inhibitor chips. Firefight breaks out. (laughs) Wrecker throws the... (laughs) little uh slightly reckless you know thank god it didn't go off but wreckers holding on to at least one proton torpedo he throws it at a uh trooper carrying a flamethrower and knocking out the it's not uh it's not the incinerator trooper markings but it's it's one of the troopers in crosshair's unit carrying a flamethrower They end up going through the ion engine chamber, which happens to be their alternate way off the cruiser. They end up going through it. As they're going through it, Crosshair watching all of this go down through his sniper rifle. He shoots at them, kind of pushing them back into the engine chamber there. And all of a sudden, Clone Force 99 standing there. They hear what sounds like the engine's coming back online, so everybody starts to panic. They um, think Tech or Echo, somebody points out that they've got less than two minutes to get the hell out of there. So at this point, they now get separated, trying to escape. The plan in place, Clone Force 99 plans to line the chamber around the engine with charges to possibly destabilize the engine core which the plan ends up actually working it basically knocks knocks away and it looks like it burns even though it doesn't it's hard to tell um it definitely injures crosshair and crosshair of course is yelling for a medic hey you need to get these engines turned back off 
Clone Force 99 still being hunted down by the rest of the troops on the ground. Crosshair's telling uh, Shuttle, you know, after they've called for a medic head that Clone Force 99 is heading for their ship that you need to stop them. He dispatches to one of the troopers on the ground for a report. Nobody's answering. Insert familiar face number two. This was a pretty neat, neat entrance. So Clone Force 99 ends up coming face to face with Cad Bane, who Cad Bane apparently was the ones that took out the troopers that Crosshair was trying to radio. And I like this one line that he says to Hunter, once you figure out one, the rest are easy, talking about fighting clone troopers. He refuses to tell Hunter who hired him, and he asks Hunter for Omega. There's this big stare down. Hunter... Get shot down, Cad Bane with the being the quicker draw. The droid that's with him disables Omega's bow. She gets stunned and they end up taking Omega with them. Clone Force 99 does manage to escape. However, once Hunter comes back to, they realize that Omega's been taken by this bounty hunter. We have to find her. Jumping into episode 9, Bounty Lost. Clone Force 99, as they're escaping, managed to barely make, make it into hyperspace, losing crosshair. Omega gets to finally meet her new captor, Cad Bane. He will not tell her where he's taking her. personal interest in the clone. Oh, 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 okay. The Prime Minister of Camino, rather than sending the female that's technically in charge of Omega, he ends up telling her that she's become too personally attached which is also presented a new threat. So the Prime Minister of Camino ends up sending Tanway. Hopefully I'm pronouncing his name right. I tried to phonetically spell it how it sounded. It was really hard. He sends this Tanway to a place called Borevo. Hold on. He sends Tanway Borevo. Once Omega has been returned to Camino, he tells uh, this female handler that once she extracts the genetic material needed, he orders her to be terminated. And this deeply concerns her. Omega tries to trick Bane's droid. I believe he said it was Toto or Torto. Uh... In the mission to retrieve Omega, he ends up getting he end up getting his leg one of his legs shot off. Omega offers to help him. 
takes a couple tries, but she manages to trick the droid into letting her out of the cell that they've got her in. And he's like, oh, hey, this is great. This seems to be working. Turns out (laughs) Omega being sneaky, she temporarily disables him, powers him down. So she is now at this point trying to look for her comm device. Clone Force 99 on their ship successfully IDs Cad Bane as the bounty hunter who took Omega. Tech comes in to offer up intel on why Omega has suddenly become so valuable and there's all this interest, all these people seem to be after her. It's become apparent based off of a sample, I guess, tech analyzed of hers that Omega also has in her first generation DNA, has the same genetic purity as a male clone who was nicknamed Alpha, a.k.a. Boba Fett. Because Boba Fett, after the war, apparently disappeared... Omega is presumed to be the sole living source of Jango Fett's DNA. That's why she is so valuable. Bane, as he's landing in this meeting spot with the Kaminoans, comes down, finds his droid knocked out. Obviously, the droid wakes up and is like, oh, shoot, the prisoner's not there. Omega barely manages to sneak off. She does have her calm. However, the long-range signal is too weak, but she does manage to make contact with Clone Force 99, uh, trying to talk her through how to amplify the signal. Tech's trying to talk her through and creating a power surge with one of the doors she's near. However, Bane catches up with her. Steps on her calm link kind of shackles her up. Droid points out that there's another ship appointing, excuse me, approaching, and has his droid check it out. However, turns out not to be the Kaminoan representative sent to pay and swap the bounty that he's captured. Turns out it is Fennec Shan. Fennec Shan pointing out to Cad Bane, and I really actually enjoyed the stare down because this is a stare down that involves characters obviously around um, Book of Boba Fett that we never really got to say. So I thought it was really interesting seeing the dynamic between Cad Bane and Fennec Shan. Obviously Fennec being a little newer to the game, just seeing how she kind of stacks up against Cad Bane. They had had quite a few good battles, armed and unarmed here. She points out, obviously, that Omega was her score first, that she has his case and his payment. Bane's droid sneaks up behind her and knocks it out of her hands. Fennec throws a couple detonators at it, knocking the case wide open, credits going all over the place. Obviously, this enrages Bane. So they end up having, Bane and Fennec end up having a shootout. Omega, taking advantage of everybody being distracted, kind of runs off, but her hands are still binded. She ends up kind of walking into this lab room. She manages to get the control panel online, gets a satellite signal out, 
Clone Force 99 detects a signal coming from somewhere in the Lido systems, so they're able to detect Omega's location at this point. Bane gets knocked out by one of the detonators. Fennec Shan finds Omega in this lab room. Takes out Bane's droid, who's trying to go after Omega still. And it's interesting because I think up until this point, you don't really know what side of the fence Fennec really's on. But you see a different side of her here because initially, I think when she encountered them on Pantora, you weren't really sure whose side she was on. You felt like she was... Felt like she was more so out to kidnap, kill, steal, whatever. You know, she wasn't really fighting for anything that would benefit Omega. But the discussion she has with her in this lab room, they quickly realize that this is a um, kind of a laboratory. There's a couple of Camino clones in these big tanks. Fennec tells uh, Omega, you know, you should come with me because it's better than what the Prime Minister has in store for you. And so this kind of gets Omega wondering, okay, why is Kamino after me here? Omega ends up setting loose one of the clone tanks that falls onto Fennec and a Kaminoan kind of falls out of it onto her, which the whole thing is a little gross. But, um... So now it's like, okay, who's Fennec really working for here? If she's trying to save her from the Prime Minister of Kamino. Bane ends up coming back, gets a hold of Omega again. However, Fennec in with the hot tag number two. Now they go into a fist fight, old-fashioned style. Omega climbs down and Bane's droid hot on her tail trying to knock her off this staircase that she's on. She, realizing an opportunity, ends up jumping onto the droid, which obviously manages to get her down to the ground safely. In the meantime, Fennec and Bane still fighting up on a higher level. Omega manages to get her hands on an escape pod, leaving Bane's droid flying off of it in the atmosphere. Quickly discovering that their bounty has escaped, Bane has his droid go meet him at the ship. As he gets knocked off uh, knocked off a ledge, his uh, he uses his rocket-propelled shoes, boots, whatever, to save him. Just as all the systems are failing inside of the escape pod, Clone Force 99 finds her pod and rescues her. This really sweet little reunion with them. Again, cute awe moment. She asks Hunter just exactly why the Kaminoans are after her. And so Echo basically at this point tells Hunter, you know what, we have to tell her the truth. Bane, uh, as Bane gets back to his ship with the droid, discovers that his ship has obviously been sabotaged. Seeing Fennec flying off, obviously we know who sabotaged the ship. As she's flying away, uh, the female handler of Omega on Kamino 
is on Hollow on Fennec's ship. She's talking to this female Kaminoan. And she is satisfied, obviously, as long as the Prime Minister does not have her, then she's going to transfer over the payment. Fennec offers to go after and track uh, the same clone, uh, the clones that have her. However, she is satisfied that Omega is safe with where she's at right now. And she's like, you know what? Let me know if you change your mind. And we end the episode with Hunter making Omega a promise that you are never going back to Camino. That, my friends, concludes the Bad Batch review for this week. Please do not forget to like, comment, subscribe, interact. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter, Southpaw Sith. If you find me on there, don't be afraid to shoot me a message. And really, uh, really excited. Like I said, I'd it's really nice to see Cad Bane pop up in here, and I have to admit, I definitely enjoyed his in a his interaction with Fennec on this one. However, I also like seeing that other side of Fennec as well, even though technically she is also a bounty hunter within her own right. It's really nice to see. Um, even though up until this point, you kind of question her motive, her kind of. Working for the good guy, shall we say. As always, my friends, until next time, may the force be with you.